10 out of 10. Phenomenal book. Very short, very concise. Just a man hanging out, about to get killed. In jail. He's in jail. Welcome on back to an extremely special episode of your favorite podcast that talks about authors from random periods throughout history and tells you which ones are shit. The ones that are shit aren't on the list. No, but we'll talk about them. Yeah, probably. If you have a shit author on your list, Steven, I'm going to tell you. Uh, I think we're good. I sure hope so. I, I might have but a if, if Alex has a shit author on his list, I'll tell him yeah, too. Let me know. But we are This Is Why You're Wrong. My name's John. I'm Steven, holding back a yawn, ready to talk. Alex. Today, just in case you can't read, but you still want to hear us talk about books, because maybe you like to listen to books, I understand, Steven understands, mm-hmm. Alex understands, we're talking about 20th century authors. Boring so, shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. Some of these authors I have on because like how important they are. But I think on my entire list, I don't have a single boring author or boring books. They're boring in that they're real. Like literature? Sure. Yeah, some of, they're some literature. Of the, it's, if we're talking about 20th century or like the 21st century, right? Like in these 20 years that we've had, there's a lot of fun books, but not a lot of literature. But no. in the 20th century, that's a lot less... High a, fantasy, sci-fi, murder, mystery, romance books. It is a lot of real literature. Yeah, sadly. But uh, in preparation for today, I got myself a bottle of wine. So I'm going I'm to be sipping on this wine in my bougie-ass fucking glass-blown wine glass. Very fancy. And for those who are not millennials and you don't know what bougie is, it is not the bourgeoisie. It I mean, is, it is. It kind of is. But it's <laughs> no, like that's if, literally what it is. If the bourgeoisie, you took it from the socialists and the communists calling everyone the bourgeoisie, and you threw it into the 21st century and you made it a, a millennial slang, that's what it is. If you have a drink fridge, you're you're part of the bourgeoisie. If you, if you have a drink fridge, that's pretty bougie. We're going to talk about the bourgeoisie a little bit. Exactly. That's why I'm talking about the word right now. Um, not Mike Jones. Jim Jones? Jim Jones. Real against the bourgeoisie. Was he? Super against it, yeah. Drinking all the Kool-Aid? Yeah. Killing all those people. Yeah. There are a couple religious leaders that were technically, that that deal, dealt with writing in this time. I don't remember his name. Oh, no, I do remember his name. L. Ron Hubbard. Mm Mm-hmm. Failed sci-fi author. (laughs) Uh, Extremely good sci-fi author. No. Sci-fi into a religion. Have you read any of his books? No. I hear they're trash, though. Like, he will monologue as the author in the story. That sounds awful. Fucking Ayn Rand does that shit. I fucking hate... Have you read Atlas Shrugged? 
I haven't. Oh my goodness. It's that's literature and it's fucking trash. Liz was reading a book where apparently it's a series. So she read book one out of like fifteen books or some oh shit. Oh my god. But in like in like book nine, it says something and it goes as seen in book three. I'd rather or die. Some shit. I'd rather die. <laughs> Fuck that. If you if you're gonna break the fourth wall in your book, and it's not because the character is just like wicked smart or something, and they know they're a character, and even to that point, sometimes that's bad. But if you're just mm-hmm. like talking about your other books, I don't know. It's fuck fucking off. yeah. Fuck off. Let's talk about good authors. Who wants to start talking about good authors? I'll start. We got Jolkin, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien down here at the bottom at number ten. At number ten. Yeah, he's a good author. Yeah, he's a really good author. Well, everyone on this list is a good author. There are zero bad authors on this list. Jolkin, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien, though? Very good author. King of high fantasy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Ushered in an era. Yeah, he transformed, like, lore and mythology into a cohesive fantasy world. And he created a fucking language in the meantime. Yeah, the problem is... Lord of the Rings isn't that good. Sure. Like, it's alright. It's really good. It's pretty good. Not Hobbit. I think I think the thing... The, the Hobbit's amazing, right? Even today, the Hobbit's amazing. I think the problem with Lord of the Rings is it shows its age a little mm-hmm. bit. If we read that in, like, 1930 or whatever... Yeah. It would be insane. It would be fucking crazy. Well, so that's why he's higher on my list. I wouldn't be reading. But that's a different issue. Yeah, you would have it read to you. No, I wouldn't be alive. I wouldn't exist. Maybe. Also, if, since there are a lot of authors that cross the threshold from either the 19th to the 20th or the 20th to the 21st, we're only talking about the accolades and the books that they have from the ninth or from the 20th century. So I had to say that now because my number 10 is Stephen King. Stephen King's a little higher on my list. Stephen King, good author. Really good author. He, he has a lot of good books from like the eighties through the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. He also has a lot of books that came out more recently, right? But we're not talking about those. Basically, anything from uh, Dreamcatcher and The Black House came out in 2001. Uh, the Dark Tower 5 through 7 all came out in 2000. 11, 22, 63. 11, 2011, yeah. Yeah, it's too late. Mm-hmm. But you can go back. You can. You got The Green Mile... You've got Needful Things. You've got the first three Dark Tower series. Uh, the best. Books, which are amazing. You also have the fourth one, which is 1997. I don't care as much about that one as Steven does. You've got It. You've got Firestarter. You've got a, The Stand, The Shining. you got a lot of really good books by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. And I think, even though he's at like the tail end of the 20th century, I think... That's why I have him so low, is because he's right at the end, and it's not like literature, but it did impact oh, a absolutely. big genre of what we read today. If you want to read anything in the horror slash suspense genre, 
that author was probably heavily influenced by Stephen King. Yeah. Because that dude fucking drank so much goddamn alcohol, took so many drugs. Did a lot of cocaine. He has to be a good author. Has to be a good mm-hmm. author. Yeah. Shout out Stephen King. Spells his name correctly, too. He, uh... A little fact about Stephen King is that he believed that him becoming a popular, world-renowned author was a fluke. So he created a pseudonym and wrote a bunch of books, like five to, five or six books or whatever, under that pseudonym, and then that dude became famous. Yes, yeah, because he's a really fucking good author. <laughs> it's insane. I, I don't remember what that dude's name was. Neither do I. Richard Bachman. You lied. I didn't. Oh, I looked at I looked it up right at Wikipedia. Oh, okay. I have the page open. <laughs> Alex, who is your number 10? Uh, all right, real quick. So the same thing with like my other book list. I've read less than you guys. So my bottom five are all authors that I've been wanting to read books of. Uh, and then the top five are authors I've read books of. Well, a, cu- a couple of mine, I either haven't read them or I haven't read most of their stuff. But I, it, it is like what I believe to be objective. It is these authors I believe to be influential and important in the 20th century. Not specifically that I have read. Nah. Top five is what I've read. Uh, bottom five is what I've seen y'all read or what I've gotten recommended. Okay. Uh, that I find really interesting. Uh, but number 10 is Vladimir uh, Nabokov. 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 Lolita. Lolita. Yeah. Lolita looks good. I really want to read it. It is the grossest... It is the grossest book that is gorgeous. Yeah. It is such an amazing book that makes you feel like shit. Yeah. That you root for the bad guy. Mm -hmm. That, the first page of that book, the poem is beautiful. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. Absolutely fucking incredible. Na- uh, Nabokov almost made my list just because of that book. But because that... He has other books, right? But he, like, just barely didn't make the list. Because it's like Lolita. And then there's, like, there's one other book, right, Alex? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. I want the biography. I want the bibliography. Uh, oh, Pale Fire. I've heard really good things about Pale Fire, and I haven't read it yet. Mm-hmm. But like, and I'm sure his other stuff is good. But the two big books by him are Lolita and Pale Fire. He made my list so, because he's fucking incredible. Lolita's absolutely yeah, is. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. My number nine. It's Aldous Huxley. Okay, that guy's good. Uh, he wrote. Brave New World. Mm-hmm. He wrote a couple other books okay, too. Yeah. yeah, but it's Brave New World. The other thing I read by him was The Devils of Ludon. Mm-hmm. It's fucking cool. I've heard Island is good. I've also heard that. No, he was just, just good fucking books. Brave New World's incredible. Uh, I saw on my list, I tried to put authors that had many important books rather than just one even though like 
Like Brave New World, fantastic, right? Mm. But he's still he's not carried by the one book that he wrote. But he's an honorable mention for sure. Hundred percent. Uh instead for my number nine, here I'm gonna read you his full name. It is Valentin Luis Georges Eugene Marcel Proust. Good old fucking. Or you can just Proust. call him by the last two Marcel Proust. I'm sure there's a French way to pronounce that. Fuck. No. He wrote In Search of Lost Time or Remembrance of Things Past. Now, this is basically the only thing, the only reason why he's on my list is In Search of Lost Time. It is a seven book or seven volume series that is potentially one of the most incredible epic series ever written it is a stunning series of books also he's fucking french so you know that's the best he's got to be on the points. list it's the best language the best spoken language anyway i have uh i've read in search of lost time but i'm like 99 percent certain that it was an abridged copy because uh heavily abridged copy because this series is long as shit i bet it's fucking seven books it's uh 4215 pages it's roughly 1.2 million words that's like a little less than malazan right i don't know i haven't read this series so i have no idea how to what to put it in, in comparison to. Uh, book three of Malazan is three and a half thousand. Or three and a half hundred thousand. Yeah. So, approximate total of the ten is 3.3 million. So it's about a third. A third of Malazan. Which is ridiculous, still. So, maybe, maybe it was the whole thing. I'd like to go back and read it, though, because it was... Even if even if all I read was the abridged copies, uh, it was still very elegant, mm-hmm. beautifully written. Fucking Dan Simmons yeah. loves that dude. Talks a well, lot. Dan about Simmons him. just fucking Dan Simmons likes poets yeah, and does. authors, and he's a romantic. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about him later. Uh, all right, my number nine is David Foster Wallace. Uh, because John has been trying to read Infinite Jest for like a year. I'm talking about I finished it. Oh, you finished it. Nice. Uh, but back when John and I used to work together, uh, you said you told me what you took like a half a year hiatus from reading it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I really want to read that book. That book is not a book to read. Infinite Jest is the perfect book for you to tell people that you've read. Yeah. It is not a book to read. It is a book to say you've read. That is all it is. That's fine. It is one of the best books that I've ever read. I've heard, yeah. I've also heard nothing but good things. But I just don't want to take the plunge. It is a long as shit book. It is a thousand pages. It has like a hundred pages of end notes. You actively should be having... Uh, I have... There's a, like a, a string of Wikipedia pages that show you like 
I don't know, an average of like four to six words per page, what these words mean, because he just uses a bunch of jargon. But that's the only book that he wrote in the 90s, right? Yeah, then he killed himself. Yeah. He, he wrote some more books. He wrote Pale King, uh, Consider the Lobster, others. But yeah, it looks like the only big thing that he wrote in the in the twentieth century was Infinite Jest. He wrote some others, but like whatever. Infinite Jest has one of, or there's a quote with Infinite Jest in it that I absolutely adore. It is that a man of infinite jests, but none of them phony. I really like that quote. My number nine. I already said it. John what was it? My number eight. What was your number nine? Aldous Huxley. That's right. My number eight, again, it's one. It's a one-book person. It's Harper Lee. I thought about it. To Kill a Mockingbird is a perfect book. It is probably the best book ever written. It is a literal perfect book. Start to finish. It's a good story. Incredible. It's got a good meaning. Mm-hmm. Good plot. Good development, both of plot and characters. Good pacing. Good, like, like I don't know. It's, it is an incredible book, and if you haven't read it because you think, oh man, it has the N word in it, well fuck it, read it anyway. Yeah. You should have read it in high school, but reading it now is your high school. Yeah. Hey, definitely reread it because it's good. Yeah, you can read it whenever. Mm -hmm. It does not matter. That book changes the way you view just the world. That book is incredible. It is extremely eye-opening. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Uh, her second book, I've heard, is Trash. Oh, yeah, she she didn't publish it. Like, someone else in her family published it after she was dead, right? Or no, she, she published it, like, a week before she died. Or, a, yeah, a year before she died. Go set a watchman. She also wrote a children's book or something, but her real books are To Kill a Mockingbird and Go Set a Watchman. Alright, my number eight is a Japanese author who is also still writing books, but he's kind of old by this point. It is Haruki Murakami. That dude got good books. If you want to read some, like, hella surrealist Japanese fiction that mixes religion, philosophy, and ridiculous amounts of absurdism. Murakami is your guy. Uh, Norwegian Wood, The Wind-Up Bird Chronicles. The Wind-Up Bird Chronicles. I can't believe I forgot about this guy. You got like you got other books that came out more recently in the 2000s. Kafka on the Shore. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's 1Q84. Maybe that's how you pronounce it. Killing Commandot, uh, Dator? Commandator? I don't fucking know. Uh, I've only read two of his books. I've read The Wind Up Bird Chronicle and Kafka on the Shore, but both of them are phenomenal. Good characters, very fucking weird. Weird sex scenes in both of them. Fucking Wind Up Bird Chronicle? You gotta be a it house. Is and you gotta have the weird... So have the lady stuff. walk inside you as you are the house. Yeah, and then fucking jizz in your pants because you are the house and someone is within you. 
Also, you gotta go to the bottom of the well to to fucking feel the darkness. That that book's fucking wild. Very, I don't know. It's a mix of like religion and spiritual and philosophy. And I would call that and... book highly spiritual. Yeah, extremely spiritual. Absolutely. So if you're weirded out by any kind of like strange shit like that, maybe you shouldn't read it. But there's also a flaying. Is there? Yeah, that dude fucking loses all of his. He gets all of sure, his sure, skin yeah, chopped yeah. off. Yeah, he Good gets book. skinned alive. In the fucking the Mongol the the Mongolian mountains, incredible, absolutely fucking incredible book, super wild premise. Yeah, absolutely. My number seven, cruising right hey, along. Relax, bud. after I skip relax. Alex. Yeah, you no need for that. Sorry. Uh, my number eight is Gabriel Garcia Marquez. I've heard really uh, good things. Yeah, 100 Years of Solitude. Mm-hmm. I've Absolutely. heard great things about that. I own that book and haven't started it yet. Uh, that's the only book I've heard about them, or I've heard of about. Um, I've heard good things about The Autumn of the Patriarch, but it's just those two books. But I've heard such good things about 100 Years of Solitude that lands this man firmly in at least the potentials for this list. I've never heard of this guy. I'm down. Oh, no? It's real literature, but... It's 14 hours. We can knock that out pretty quick. Yeah, it's a pretty short audiobook. Hmm. I'm down. Sign me up. Fucking love this shit. More just fuel for the... for the infinite list, you know? Even though you're probably never gonna touch most of it. Oh, absolutely not, but it's the list that's there. It's true. We'll crawl down it eventually. Sometimes the potential list is more fun than the actual list. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's stuff on my list that I don't really want to read, but it's on the list, so I'm going to eventually, you know? That's why you gotta live forever. Mm Mm-hmm. To consume knowledge. Absolutely. My number seven is Franz Kafka. That's too low. Really? Yeah. Metamorphosis. Kafka's cool as shit. But that's the only thing you've read, I guess, right? Yeah, so far. But I've heard good things about America with a K. Mm -hmm. America. uh, America and the castle. This trial's really good, too. But Metamorphosis, that book. It's very strange. It's so wild. I thoroughly enjoyed it. He's really good. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about him quite a bit more when I bring him up. Unless Alex brings him up. Then we'll talk about him then and when I bring him up. Mm, I don't think I've read anything by him, so probably not. But probably not. I mean, no. Not at all. <laughs> not there. The Metamorphosis is very good. You should check that out. It's short. Like three it hours very or something. Short. Yeah, it's like 86 pages or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. It's a, he has a lot of short stories also. Like The Metamorphosis. My number seven, he created a cult accidentally. It is H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, very racist. Is he? Yeah. He looks it. He looks like a normal racist dude from, like, the 1950s, and 
him being racist just proves my point. It's it's the long face. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But lots of fantastic. Yeah, it it most of it's or all of it's short stories, right? Like you have collections of short stories that you probably heard of, like the Necronomicon and uh, here I've got the list. Oh, okay, fuck. Like the Call of Cthulhu, yep. Necronomicon. I think uh, that's at the Mountains of Madness. The Call of Cthulhu Maybe has to be his most story. famous shit, right? Yeah, probably. It's just like if you want to read, it's basically like horror, but it's like horror fantasy or like horror folklore. It's a folklore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Folklore is a really good way of describing it. Because sometimes you have Cthulhu, but most of the time you don't have Cthulhu. It's just mm-hmm. people being scared and, like, crazy. Uh, the fucking The Alchemist. Have you read The Alchemist? Mm-mm. Yes. I think it's The Alchemist. He has one. He has one. I don't remember if it's The Alchemist because I just read it in, like, the Necronomicon or whatever. You have this dude who's growing up. He's a young, he's a young dude. He's getting older, but he's scared because a while ago someone set a curse upon his family that no man in the family would live past the age of like twenty-five, like holes, or like thirty or something, whatever the age is. So like his dad died at a really young age, and he's getting to the age where he's supposed to die. And the story is because he, like, went to go buy some supplies from, like, I think, so I think it's from the alchemist. So he, from the alchemist, right? And he, like, snubbed the alchemist. He, like, didn't pay him. So the alchemist put a curse on them. No person, no man in your family will live past this certain age. So he's getting around to that certain age. So he's like, I'm I'm just going to, like, lock myself in and I'm not going to see anybody. I'm not going to go outside. And then on that day, the alchemist shows up to his house to fucking shoot his ass because (laughs) that's how – that's the curse is he's just going around shooting the men when they get to that age to make it seem like there's a curse. And you just expect there to be this big twist and there's no twist or like – that's the twist is that – He gets fucking shot. (laughs) He just gets shot. (laughs) But it's just a lot of shit like that. Um they're pretty good stories. They're profoundly freaky. There's a lot of movies, get video games, TV shows, all based on like the Lovecraftian theme. The Cthulhu mythos has become its own thing at this point, and it's fantastic. So, Lovecraft, I don't care if you're a racist. I mean, I do, but you still write good. Yeah, artist and art, you know? All right, Alex, give us another good author that you haven't read yet. Uh, Cormac McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy, good. Very good. Or The Evening Redness in the West. I've heard good things about that book that I want to read. Uh, You should read All the Pretty Horses. All All the Pretty Pretty Horses. Horses I've heard good things about that book. That whole trilogy is all in the 20th century. Mm -hmm. It's in Texas. Blood Meridian? Yeah. All of them are based in, like, in or near Denton. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Fucking doesn't use. Quotation marks? Commas. Quotation marks. He's a fucking maniac. You have no idea who's speaking half the time. You don't know who's speaking, and you don't know, like, when it's a thought or, like, 
Yeah. Like, there's no thoughts. It's just people speaking around, but you, you like, it just goes from regular text to people speaking. Mm. Uh, listening, listening to All the Pretty Horses was very good. Unfortunately, No Country for Old Men is, like, 2005. Yeah. yeah. It's a good book, though. Yeah, good movie, is. too. Very, very good movie. I need to watch that movie. Uh, Blood Meridian is an amazing book. Mm-hmm. It is a very gruesome book where you don't have, you almost don't have a protagonist. You're following this dude around who who you don't have a name for. He is called The Kid. You're following the kid around, you don't know his name, and then halfway through the book, the kid just disappears. And now you're following someone else around for like two-thirds of the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. And then the kid just shows back up again. And you got the judge. The fucking, the fucking judge. judge. Him is that fucking scene where he's dancing mm-hmm. is terrifying. Yeah, dude. The judge of the embodiment of evil. Yeah. And he he's just a big man who has no body hair whatsoever. And he's just imposing and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh who's the it's not the judge in the road. Who's the dude in the road? I don't remember. Because Was the road in uh the 90s i don't know i'm looking because there's a scene on the road with the cannibals that's fucking terrifying cormac mccarthy writes scary shit yeah it's like it is scary shit where the protagonist is usually a bad dude yeah yeah like no country no country old men you're not really like protagonist stole money from a fucking cartel also those books they're not like fan like it's it's just normal people normal yeah it's just written in a way to make it seem like fanciful yeah child of god you're following around this dude who is a murderer and a rapist and that's the protagonist he's like a shitty person Mm -hmm. but he literally finds a couple making out in a car and he kills them and then he takes the woman and keeps her in his attic and rapes her dead body constantly. He goes to town to buy dresses for the corpse. It's not it fun. It is disgusting. But it is fun. It is very well written. I lied, by the way. Stephen King isn't on my list. That's fine. Honorable mention, though. All the Pretty Horses... There's a scene where the dude's talking to uh, to a Mexican because there's a lot of Spanish in his books, mm-hmm. hey, and nice. they will either if if it's super super important they'll tell you what it meant in English, but it, lots of times like ninety percent you don't give a shit you just you just don't know what they're saying yeah. unless you understand Spanish or you looked it up yeah, and my my philosophy when it comes to foreign language and books that are primarily in English they will tell me if it's important. That's true, but there's a scene in this book where they don't go into detail in it, so you have to translate or know Spanish, where they just have this kid, this, like, 12-year-old kid, and the Mexican's like, how much you want oh, for the kid? Oh, yeah. And Holy you just, shit, you just yeah. don't know that, that that Mexican's trying to buy this kid. Until you, until they, like, fuck off. They tell they're, them to fuck they're, off. They, like, they like, leave quickly. They're like, yeah. nah, well, let's get out of here, let's get out of here. But even then, like, they don't explicitly say until much, much later. Yeah. 
He was trying to buy you. Yeah. He was trying to that purchase you. That fucking kid's you. a piece of shit, too. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Neither do I. He's a, he's a dirtbag, though. There's a monologue by the protagonist's love interest's, like, aunt that is incredible. Absolutely incredible in that book. Uh, fucking Cormac McCarthy slaps. Yeah, he's really good. My number six, probably too low, but he only wrote, I mean, he wrote more of the, it's fucking F. Scott Fitzgerald, just because of the Great Gatsby, basically. Nah, he, didn't, he didn't make my list. Really? The Great it's, Gatsby? It's, it's just the Great Gatsby. Yeah, but just the Great Gatsby is ridiculous. I didn't even like the Great Gatsby until I read it for like the third time. Yeah, but that fucking book, that fucking book is so good. It's ridiculous how good that stupid book is. Absolutely insane. It's a book, like, the fucking, like, there's no, there's very little character development. Everyone's a piece of shit, but that's the book. That's the point. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's a good book. Uh, But it's just that one book. So, like, sure, he, it's a good book, and if we're talking about 20th century books, it's probably on there. But I think to be, a, like, one of the, like, the top ten authors, you have to do more than write a single book. But I think, I think this book pushes him into the, into the, like, the topic. Here, here's the thing. So... My my opinion is that he wrote, let's see, three, six, he wrote eight books, uh, at least on here. He, he may have written more. That maybe is, uh, yeah, he has short stories. He has five novels, and then I guess some other shit. Out of those five, we've only really heard about one of them. Only one of them has been impactful or important. It's been super important, I agree. But instead, I don't know. I have people that they instead of having one ten, they have like multiple nines. So I don't know. It's you can make the argument for both. My argument is just I'm going uh, quantity as well as quality, not just quality. Sure, I understand where you come from. Even if the quality is like super, super good, this quality is, Rick is incredible. phenomenal. Harper Lee, the fucking uh, How to Kill a Mockingbird, phenomenal book. Mm-hmm. But it's still just one. And our other book fucking sucks. So I think it's good enough. Sure. Like, both of those books are... Fucking To Kill a Mockingbird almost got banned. That's how good that book is. Yeah. The Great Gatsby probably never on the cusp of getting banned because it doesn't really... There's no controversy in that book, really. But that book is fucking perfect. Absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. It's really good. What is your number six, John? It is John Steinbeck. Too low, friend. Too That's low. That's fine. He's super prolific. He has written... 
so many fucking novels. And uh, quite a few of them are all still read today. Yeah. The Pearl, yeah. Canary Row, Of Mice and Men. East of Eden. East of Eden. Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, that dude, very, very prolific. I just, I just listed off like five books, and you've probably heard more. Super yeah, all prolific. fucking incredible. Yeah. Eh. I've heard really good, good. I've heard really good things about those five that I listed. Yeah. Uh, I, the only one I've read so far is Of Mice and Men, and Lenny fucking getting shot. Very sad. Extremely sad. He just fucking snaps that lady's neck, though, like a fucking monster. Because yeah. he is. <laughs> so, he's good. Possible that he should be higher. But, I mean, we've already talked about some number of my top five. Killer mustache. I know, good old John Steinberg. I mean, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Alright, Alex, what's the last one that you haven't read? Stephen King. You haven't, you haven't read, read any Stephen King? No, I've watched his movies, but I haven't read a single book. Oh, man. You got a lot of good stuff to fucking look I forward know. to. I know, and I'm excited for it. Stephen King is probably the first or second most... I've read the most of their, their stuff. It's either oh, him or Sanderson. For, for sure. I've read... No, Stephen King blows Sanderson out of the water for me. I Yeah, that's it's probably... I've read like 18 Stephen King books. I, that's all I, like, that was it. It was Ender's Game and Stephen King novels in high school. That was it, basically. Like, even just The Dark Tower is already seven books. Yeah. I'll, I guess I'll try and tally up a list while we're sitting here. It's just a shit ton. No, I don't think it's close, honestly. I don't think it's close for me. But yeah, you, you've got a lot of really good fucking stuff to look forward to, Alex. Where would you start, John? The first Stephen King book to read? Yeah. I think that's a really good question. I don't know the answer, but I think it's a really good question. I want to recommend 11.22.63. See, that's one of my favorite books by him, so I don't know if you'd start with that. I think his work is very broad. Yeah. So you have... You have a series that's about being a detective. You have horror books. You have suspense books. You got time traveling books. You've got high fantasy books. You've got sci-fi books. You've got like a bunch of different books. So I think it's like if you are entering into Stephen King from a specific genre, I like it, if you want to read like a sci-fi book, here, fucking take Firestarter. If you want to read a horror book, here, take The Shining. If you want to take a fantasy book, Dark Tower. If you want to read, did I already say horror? If you want to read a really high fantasy book, you can read Eyes of the Dragon. Or you want an Aliens book? You got Tommyknockers. Tommyknockers is fucking wild. That book's insane. Yeah, I've read 17 books by Stephen King. That's probably the most. But I've read a lot of Sanderson, dude. Six, eight. 12 Sanderson? I've read 19 Sanderson books. Oh, wow. You're reading his bad stuff, though. Or bad, bad relative sure. stuff. I mean, yeah. But, 
So I don't know. I don't know about Stephen King. Like as a basic, here's the first book I think you should read. I don't think you can go wrong with The Stand or The Shining. The only problem with The Stand is it's really long. Yeah, lots of his books are long as shit. So some people have like an aversion to really long books. And even though I love The Stand, and that is easily my favorite Stephen King book, it is a little dry at some points. Mm. Uh, the first, the first Dark Tower series book is the short Gunslinger? and really mm-hmm. fucking good. So if you want to start a series, The Gunslinger is good. Mr. Mercedes is also pretty good. It's the detective book. Uh, Needful Things, it's also a detective book. It's also really fun. Firestarters are a ton of fun. That book's relatively short. Honestly, there's there's a lot that you could probably pick, and you probably wouldn't go wrong with any of those. Yeah. Oh, actually, uh, I think I'm at... Uh, oh, fuck. I'm at like 20... Two? I'm at 22 Sanderson books, because I've read the last three Wheel of Time books. Oh, sure. Sure. On to the good ones. The good ones. Starting off with a fucking heater. It's fucking, it's Lolita. It's Vladimir Nabokov. Because that book, again, it's it's all, I got a lot of quality over quantity on my list. And that's fine. And fucking Lolita is some fucking top-notch shit. One-hit wonder authors is not a bad thing. Oh, no. One hit, a one-hit wonder author I'll take that shit over a fucking one-hit wonder artist over... Absolutely. Absolutely. Any, any time. Because, like, if you... I want to find, like, a good music album by an artist. I don't want to hear a single song that I hear on the radio all the goddamn time. But if you find a book, like like you said, like with uh, How to Kill a Mockingbird, you can read that book forever. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. You're good. Basically, you're good. I want to read Pale Fire. We should all read Pale Fire for book club sometime. We got a lot of books we yeah. got to read for fucking book club. Well, you got to finish Anathem so I can fucking suggest the book, or so you can suggest the so book. So I Stephen. can suggest the book, yeah. Well, we got to read, I got to read fucking Rhythms. I got to read so much shit. Well, you should, you should read Anathem after you're done with Rhythms. I should read Anathem after I'm done with Rhythms, you're right. Okay, my number five. We talked about him already. It is Jolkin, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien. The man created a fucking language. Yeah, he did. He did. He said, you know what? I got this language that I made. I guess if I... like, I don't want to seem like a nerd, so I guess I have to make a whole series of books so that I can fit this language in that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then after I write all three of those books, or all four of those books, I'm going to release a fucking encyclopedia about this language I created. And the world I've built because I'm a fucking loser and I want to. Yeah, let me let me just write a bunch of notes about this world and a bunch of history. Let me let me teach you. I can teach a class about the world that I have created. Fucking for our these goddamn books. one of our our Eng, the, my EP English teacher in high school wrote a literal class, taught a literal college class on Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Middle Earth is, like, a very detailed, creative world. 
and it's the first one that we get. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like, I think he probably should have been higher on my list. Like, number 10 is fine. It you Like, how you f- are doing your list, that's fine. You also don't like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But those books were so important at the time. They're so important today. They created the fantasy genre. I go back and forth between whether I love sci-fi or fantasy more. But, god damn, if we didn't have old Jokin Rokin creating this fantasy world, I would creating be reading, this fantasy I would be genre, reading rhythms right now. I probably wouldn't be reading nearly as many books as I read right now because that like sparked my love for reading again was all these cool high fantasy books. It's goddamn King Killer. We wouldn't have King Killer if we didn't reading, have Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Reading Name of the Wind and reading uh, The Hobbit. I read those books back to back and I'm like, yeah, I gotta fucking start reading again. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a killer one-two combo of fucking right? adventure. It's insane. It's insane. They're so good. And they were mm-hmm. written like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah, almost. fucking fucking Hobbit's old as shit. Pre-World War Two. Yeah, goddamn. World War is One really? era, I think. Or between. I can never remember. It's like the 20s or the 30s. It's the 2030s, Still, I think. It's longish. It's a, It's forever ago. What were you saying, Alex? I, I didn't know it was that like long ago. Yeah. That it was released. Yeah, that man was a monster. Wild. Who's your number five, Alex? Uh, my number five is Paolo Cogeo, or Corjo, uh, the author of The Alchemist. Okay. That's the only book I've read by him. Uh, Yeah, that's the only book I've read by him, too, but I've heard some decent things about The Pilgrimage, and uh, there's one other book by him that I've heard good things about that I can't remember now. The Alchemist is the philosophy book, correct? It's the it's the shepherd going along yeah. on the yeah the crazy adventure. Uh, yeah, the Hobbit was thirty seven. God damn. The Fellowship of the Ring was nineteen fifty four, so much later than after after World War Two. But still, yeah, seventy ish years ago, sixty five. I've heard the Alchemist is very divisive. Have you never read it? No. It's really good. It's a really good short book. Okay. I'm yeah, it's like 180 pages. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. That's not too bad. We can do that. I've heard good things. Oh, man. Oh, I found it. Nope, maybe I didn't find it. There was another book by him that I heard was really good, and I don't remember what it's called. Uh, the Zahir? No, that's like 2000s. Yeah, yeah, but I, I still heard it's good. Oh, just in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I don't remember. More stuff for the pile. I fucking copy and pasted that into the Google Sheet from Wikipedia in its font size 2. Control shift Z, John. <laughs> Why did I type that? What does that do? It sh- it'll do it without the formatting. Interesting. 
that didn't do anything for me. But I'm on a Mac. Oh, you're on a Mac? Gross. All right. While John figures out how to fucking copy-paste, my number four, the man, the myth, the legend, fucking Dan Simmons. Dog. It's gotta be. It fucking has to be. Hyperion, incredible. Carry and Comfort, in fucking credible. Have heard nothing but good things about the rest of the Hyperion series. The fucking Terrors, incredible, that book came out later. Ilium, 2003. The man does not miss. I have not read a bad book. I have not either. By Dan Simmons. Uh, I want to read The Crook Factory. That was the uh, the CIA set up Ernest Hemingway or some shit. Yeah. That shit the man cool. loves his literature. Yeah, he does. Hyperion, yeah, he does. same name uh, as the epic poem that never got finished by uh... Frost. No, you keep saying Frost. It's not Robert Frost. No, it's John. I don't remember his dumb name. John Keats. John Keats, that's who it is. Fucking John Keats. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's basically uh, Spake's Canterbury Tales, which that's what the Wikipedia page tells us also. Yeah, and you gotta, you gotta fucking read Hyperion. You got to. If, you don't even need to like sci-fi. It helps. Yeah, it's just, but like, it's just that, that shit's just so fucking cool. It's just so it's, cool. Yeah, it is. I didn't think about putting Dan Simmons on my list, but maybe I should have. I don't know if he would have been high as number four. I love Dan Simmons, but... He's not as... I wouldn't consider him as influential as many of these other authors, but like... Which Which is surprising. Yeah. He feels underrated, but Hyperion is still one of like the most fucking highly decorated books ever, because that book's fucking incredible. At least it's one of the it's one of the the highest rated sci fi books of all time. But if you want to if you like want to get creeped out, go listen to fucking Carrying Comfort. Yeah, the dude can write a horror book. The dude can write a bunch of sci fi. The Terror is about a person hanging out on a fucking ship that's going to Antarctica in like a sketchy period of time where they don't really know what to expect and it, it feels like it's super fucking creepy and mystical but it's actually just a dude hanging out on the ship he uses all the fucking proper nautical terms it feels oh. like you're on the boat yeah dan simmons does not fuck around when it comes to getting shit correct he does not miss he's gonna call that fucking stupid light shit its real name he has to Stupid light shit. What's the stupid light on the fucking boat? Elmo's fire? No, the, like, the lantern. Oh, I have no idea. Well, anyway. He fucking talks about a goddamn space catapult in Ilium. I looked that shit up. It's fucking real. Like, that's a thing you can do. You can use a fucking space catapult. 
to scissor launch yourself close to the speed of time or the the speed of light it's fucking incredible the dude's a, a maniac it's wild he write good he got some good ass fucking words oh, i didn't realize how old he was he's 72 he's not i mean he's, he's 72 old. yeah but like him being 72 and the last thing he wrote was five years ago. I don't know. We may be coming to the end of an era. Oh yeah, definitely. Sadly. But maybe he will inspire young authors. Like Stephen or me. I'm not going to write. Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm done talking about Dan Simmons. We need to do a Dan Simmons episode. I mean, I... Okay, I want to talk about this now, then. I would like to set in the future. It could be the far future. I don't fucking care. I want to do a book episode like we do the music episode. Take an oh, author, God. read all of his goddamn shit. Rank it. We'd have to do that, like, over a year. Well, it depends on how many books they have and how long they are. Yeah. It would take it would take years to do Stephen King or Sanderson, but like if we picked an author that literally only has like 6 or 7 books, mm-hmm. it would still take a while, but if we liked the books, then it wouldn't take that long for us to like Yeah. If we really liked the books and we could reasonably get them done in like 2 weeks to a month, then sure, it still takes half a year, but like I don't know. I think it would be really do... cool. Cormac McCarthy's books aren't that long, but he has a fuck ton of them. I've already, I've already read almost all of his books, too. We're going to talk about him right now. He's my number four. Cormac McCarthy fucking slaps. Yeah, he's and maybe it's, just, maybe it's just what my friend Courtney impressing him, his will and his opinions on me about how good of an author Cormac McCarthy is, but the dude writes well. Yeah. He makes you care about these shitty fucking human beings... And they're gruesome, and it's brutal, and it's, I don't know, it's just, it's powerful literature. He probably has the prettiest way of writing out of anyone we've talked about so far. Uh, maybe? Na- Na- it, Nabokov starts his yeah. book beautifully, but it, it kind of I think it kind of stutters out a little bit, and it gets a little dry. Like, But I think that's the point. It's not supposed to be beautiful the whole time. Yeah, exactly. But Cormac McCarthy does have a very elegant way of writing these powerful books. Yeah, his prose is fucking incredible. It is. He has... He has 11 books? That's not that bad. I've already read half of them. That's not that bad at all. Let's see. No, I've read more than half of them. Two, three, four, five, six. I've read seven of the 11. Or did I say 12? Did I say 11 or 12? 11. Okay. I have not read Sultry, Outer Dark, The Orchard Keeper, or The Sunset Limited. Fuck. I'm down. Dude right, dude right good. Yeah, he does. Fucking all the pretty horses is such a, it's so pretty. The rest of that series is too. You follow different, you follow different mm-hmm. characters in The Crossing. And then the main character from All the Pretty Horses and the main character from The Crossing meet up in Cities of the Plain. The way he writes his books, also, it's very vivid. Yeah. I see those books 
in my mind's eye a lot more than I see many of the other books on this list. Even Blood Meridian, which is usually difficult for people to read because it's written so crudely. Yeah. There's yeah, it's a it, the vernacular in that book is a little wild. It's a diff, it's a difficult read. Yeah. And not necessarily because it's dense. Mm-hmm. But just because it's difficult. But who's your number 4, Alex? It's Harper Lee. Okay. To kill a mockingbird. Fantastic. To kill a mockingbird is incredible. Absolutely incredible. All right, Stephen. But we got the big three. We got the big fucking three. Yep. John Steinbeck is my number three. Because that man, very prolific. Most of his shit's good. Hey, yeah. same, Stephen. Hell fucking yeah, brother. Sex is coming out. Sex is coming out. Call me Big Growler. Rare. Big Growler. <laughs> yeah. Mega Fist and Big Growler here to talk about John Steinbeck and fucking Of Mice and Men being one of the saddest fucking books we read in high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The big sad dude. Yeah, dog. Real fucking sad. And How Grapes of Wrath is a really fucking good book. I've never read it. I need to. Mm-hmm. Long. Eh, long. Relative. Long. Good. You just gotta talk about the rabbits. That was a book... High school kids are kind of still like middle school kids and that they'll make fun of basically anything. Fucking Of Mice and Men did not get made fun of. That book was just... I don't know. It struck a chord. I feel like it's the first serious book we've read. Because I think I read that like ninth grade or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like a major difference from like everything else we've read beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, being young adult and this being like, hey... He's actually killing people. Or like, hey, he's actually mentally retarded. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, we read uh, The Outsiders in 8th grade. Yeah, that's a good point. That was a That book that also was a rough didn't book. get made fun of. Or uh, fucking Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None. Yeah. She's an honorable mention. Yeah, she is. It's possible that she should have made the list just by how many fucking books she's written. Mm-hmm. The problem is, most of those books are the same book. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And then there she are is, none. It's such a good book, though. She she is the uh, the cold play of uh, mystery murder fiction. Mm-hmm. Murder. She did. Murder and the then there were none. It's fantastic, right? right? What was that? She did Murder on the Oriental Express as well. Yeah, I didn't like that book very much. I liked that book. It was lackluster to me. And then there were none. Phenomenal book. Yeah. But uh, everything else that I've read by her has just been like, all right. But if you like Murder Mystery, fucking Agatha Christie's your girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But if you want a dick ton of really good uh pro uh deep literature fucking Ernest Hemingway 
is your man. He's my number three. Yeah. He's not on. I don't fucking. He is a very good author. He does not make me happy, though. You know? Because it's fucking literature. It's not as, like. It's real. It's real well, literature, and it yeah, isn't fun. It's, it's real things. Lots of things are symbolic. Lots of things mean other things. Yeah, Very, you, fucking you go Old Man in, in the Sea. You, yeah. Old Man in the Sea, For Whom the Bell Tolls. A Farewell to Arms. Fucking A Farewell to Arms. The Garden the Sun of Also Rises. The Torrent of Springs. I don't know, man. Like, don't get me wrong. The Old Man in the Sea is an incredible book. About fucking vices and shit, but still, I don't know. It's not. It's really, not a fun time. It's He's just hanging out in a boat with a thinking. fucking albatross <laughs> strapped around his neck. I don't know, my dude. I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. It's it doesn't, fine. It doesn't scratch the same itch as like as my number two or my number. I one. haven't. I haven't delved into enough Ernest Hemingway. The only thing I've read by him so far is The Old Man in the Sea. But, like, he has so many accolades for these other books. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I So, he's on the list. He's I understand he is the fucking man, but, like, I don't know. Not for me. I do want to read his shit when, you're, when you read it in the book club, though, so. Me too. Door number two. I'm ready. It's fucking George Orwell. I thought about it. He's not on my list. The man's a fucking legend. I know. Fucking Animal Farm, 1984, are both... Those are the books. I know. Those are literally the books. And it hurt me, personally, my heart, to not put him on this list. But he's not on this list. I don't know. Those are those are so fucking influential. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. Both of those books. He wrote those books within four years of each other, by the way. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking insane. Uh, I had a teacher, a uh, a biology teacher, in high school who uh, was kind of older. And I had talked to her about it, about 1984, and she said that she read that book, like, around the time that it came out, and as 1984 was getting closer, the year, like, people around her were scared, like, as time was going on, that we were getting closer and closer to 1984. Big Brother. And you could still, you could still say that today. Yeah. Fucking Big Brother's watching. That book, that book was my favorite book for a really long time. And Animal Farm is a very good, Animal very strongly written book that it's can be probably read by anyone. Like yeah. you can, children can read this book, and they aren't going to pick up all of the the shit. But like, it is very impactful. Like those, I don't know. I you, I you have to have. I don't know. George Orwell feels like a fucking auto include. Those books are fucking absolutely incredible i know and the more i think about it the more i think about it he 
he also just like wrote a bunch of other shit like just talking about making sure you're not oppressed mm-hmm. he wrote like like a, a big paper on how we are hurting ourselves by destroying our own language like that uh oh. creating slang like slang hurts us in the long run and he made this argument because using slang deteriorates our language and makes us like understand less and it like mm-hmm. over time it just gets worse and worse and worse and we just aren't as intelligent as we once were because words lose their uh, meaning and using those words, words their meaning using words that is that an essay describes things called, or titled politics in the english language mm-hmm uh, I read that, I think, in the 11th grade or something like that. Pretty yeah. good. Not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, the man the man's a fucking legend. Absolutely incredible shit. Not number one, though. Who's your number two, John? It's Kafka. Okay. Because holy shit, do I love Kafka. I love George Orwell, too. A lot. And the more we talked about it, and he probably should have... Maybe replaced, I don't know, Murakami. That's like, even though it's number eight, it may be the weakest place on this list, but whatever, whatever. We're here now. Orwell isn't on the list, so he's fucking garbage. No. Your list is trash, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's my uh, B. That's my B. Kafka, phenomenal. The dude wrote so much and never really finished any of it. So much, so many of his books are just left unfinished, which is hilarious because that plays such a large role in how good his books are. Yeah. His books are so goddamn surreal and strange, and then they just end. And you're like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, what, fucking what, Metamorphosis. What? What? You're like, what the fuck? He's a big-ass bug now. Oh, uh, his family just kind of, like, forgets about him. They stop going into his room. They go into his room for one last time. He's just dead on the floor, and they, like, sweep away his husk, and then they sell the place, and then they move out. And it only really takes place over, like... Like three weeks or something? It's fucking crazy. The trial? He's got this dude. His name's K. He doesn't even get a full fucking name because we're just gonna add to like the little craziness. He wakes up, he's a tenant in this lady's house or whatever. He like he has like the upstairs or this one room or whatever. He knocks on the door, says, Hey, te- uh, I don't know, uh, landlord, I'm ready for some breakfast. She doesn't answer. He leaves. There's guards. There's, like, policemen just, like, standing in the room watching him. They're like, you can't leave. He's like, why can't I leave? He's like, oh, because you're under arrest. He's like, why am I under arrest? And they're like, we can't tell you. We have to wait for our boss to get here, and they'll tell you. And then the whole book is just this man trying to understand the criminal justice system and why he's imprisoned. But he's, like, he's like under arrest, but he can actually... At, once he's told why he's under arrest, then... Or, like, told more about it. He can still leave. He goes to work. He does a bunch of shit. It's just very, very surreal. It's like... It's like a normal book. Think of if a normal book... But, like... It's... there's, There's a bunch of loose ends. And not, like, plot holes. But, like... It's made to seem slightly off. It's like... It's a Normal book adjacent. There's a word for it. Like, if you've ever watched Rick and Morty, and in, like, the first season, they're in the simulation, and all the people just kind of, like, act only kind of like people, 
That's what all of these characters seem like. They just—they don't seem like real people. Everyone seems just a tad bit off. Like Everything seems like that. A, a little bit out of perspective. Like, it's just super weird. Uh, in a penal colony, it's just... This man goes to learn about this this big machine that people are using. And if you get caught committing a crime, this machine will will tattoo the crime on your body an infinite number of times until you die. What? So you aren't told about your crime. You you're just like you're taken into custody and you aren't told about your crime and then you're thrown into the machine and as the machine writes your crime on your body, that's when you'll that, like that's how they justify it is because it's getting written on you. You'll know what your crime is then, but oh, you're okay. also going to die. <laughs> sure. Over the course of like eight hours. The castle, this dude, also named Kay, just like walks in to this village. And he's in a fucking a bar. And he just like, the guy's like, we don't have any beds. So he just like sleeps in a corner of the room, just on the ground, in this fucking packed bar. And guy's like, you can't, you can't sleep here. I can't let you do that unless you get a, like, you get a writ of passage. And he's like, what are you talking about? I have a rate of passage. I'm the builder. He's like, what the fuck? What the fuck does that mean? He's like, I don't know. They told me I- they needed me, the builder. And dude steps over him as he's laying on the ground, picks up a phone, says, hey, this guy says he's the builder. And the guy on the other side of the line's like, I don't know who the fuck he is. And he hangs up. And then the phone just rings like two seconds later. Somebody else calling. Oh, yeah, he's the builder. He's cool. <laughs> And the dude, K is just like, what the fuck? I, he just made it up, but it came into fruition. And mm-hmm. he tries to see this one guy, but he can't ever see him. He like can only see him through a crack, and he doesn't ever leave the house because he, he can't be seen by anyone. If he gets seen by anyone, then like he loses his mystical powers or whatever. And I, the books are fucking wild, and I love them. They're very, very absurd. They're very crazy. They're a ton of fun, and none of them are finished. But they're fun anyway. God, what's the fuck? I have no idea. There's a thing about valleys. It's when robots get really close to being human, but they're not. The turning, the turning test? No. It's when stuff feels really close to being human. Like it, it's slightly off. It's something valley. Uncanny Valley. Uncanny Valley. That's what fucking Kafka's shit is. All of it. Because fucking the metamorphosis is just like it feels like a normal book, except the metaphor is beaten over the head with it, but there's no real metaphor. Like he turns into a big bug. You don't really know why. He just does. He just does. And you can there's meaning to it, but there's not it's not understood what the meaning is it feels very like your english teacher's like hey go find that go find out the meaning of that and you're like what the fuck i don't fucking know he turns into a big bug that's all he does it's just wild it's fucking crazy kafka's the man all right alex who is your number two it's mary russell for the sparrow oh fuck yeah was that book written in the 90s 96 uh, the Children of God came out like 
99 or 98 or something like that. That book, that book is garbage. Yeah, but the Sparrow is not. The, uh, the Children of God is perhaps the book that makes me the most upset. Doesn't it undo a bunch of the good stuff about the Sparrow? It takes it in an entirely different direction. God damn, is the Sparrow sad? Yeah, dude. So what you're telling me is don't bother reading it. I mean, you can. If you want a, a happy ending. Uh, I no. don't know if I want a happy ending. You don't want a happy ending after reading The Sparrow. Yeah. I refuse to be happy after reading that shit. Yeah, I'm fine with the sad ending. Mm-hmm. All right. What are the odds that we all have the same number one? Not at all. Looking at no, this, sir. I think me and you might have the same number one, John. Okay. We'll uh, see. I'll go first, then. Okay. It's George Orwell. Okay. Okay. That's a re- that's a really fucking good number one. Nineteen eighty four Animal Farm. I mean, y'all already covered it. Fantastic. Uh, his essays, the whole shebang, all of it. Yeah, that man's a fucking legend. The more we talk about it, the more I feel like he should be on my list. But I'm not going to change my list at this point because it would change a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it would. But maybe we don't. Maybe we don't. Mm. Who is yours? It's Ray Bradbury. Oh, he's not on my list. Something Wicked This Way Comes is terrifying and incredible. The fucking Fahrenheit 451, that shit, it slides right in there with 1984, Animal Farm, and Aldous Huxley's book that I forgot. And Catcher in the Rye, Catch-22, all that shit. Catch-22 different. Sure, a little bit. It's the same. Different, different author. Yes, 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 yes. I didn't know he wrote The Martian Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I his, read... His short stories are fucking freaky. I read... Oh, fuck. I Sang the Body Electric. That was the compilation of short stories that I read. They were weird. My favorite short story by him is the one where they are in the like virtual reality zone. And they're in a, like a Serengeti, and the two kids kill their parents with it. It's fucking crazy. Absolutely insane. I read insane. one where this dude is on Mars, and he got forgotten on Mars by his crew. So he's just hanging out on Mars, hoping that someone comes back for him, because he has no way to contact Earth. Mm-hmm. And then someone, like, rings him up, and it's this, like, 25-year-old or whatever, and this dude's, like, like 70. He's like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and this? And he says, this is you from the past. And then he just like runs around and he keeps getting telephone calls from his past self to bother his future self. And you have past self co- like calling and then another past self like five years later picking up the phone to answer the That's call hilarious. from the five years earlier. All to bug his future self. He created a fake person. He created a fake help call for his 70 year old. He's like, hey, so and so is going to be there to pick you up in this location but it was a prank call by his past self <laughs> it was it was really good i fucking love ray bradbury he's really good 90 For, uh fahrenheit 451 is yeah it's incredible it's absolutely fucking incredible something wicked this way comes is also incredible mm-hmm. so what i kind of did is i i looked at huxley I looked at Bradbury, I looked at Orwell, and I was like, sure, these guys are unique, but like... 
I don't know. I couldn't pick which one I wanted to put on the list. They I didn't wrote, want to put all three on the list. They all wrote the same story, except each version of the same story is incredible. Yeah. And I probably should have put Orwell on there regardless, but I couldn't pick which one I wanted to put on there. And I wanted to talk about all these other authors, so I didn't put any. But we don't have the same number one. Obviously. My number one is Albert Camus, or Albert Camus. Is that the um, speaking in English. Don Quixote guy? No. That was fucking forever ago. That book was written in like 1600 or some shit. Jesus. This dude is pretty fucking cool. He's a cool dude also. Uh, he was a French philosopher and author and journalist. He is the second youngest person to ever win a Nobel Prize in literature. Damn, what did he write? He wrote The Stranger. He wrote The Plague. He wrote... Here, I got, a, I got more. The Fall, The First Man, A Happy Death. He wrote a bunch of short stories. He wrote a bunch of nonfiction books because he was a philosopher. He is the creator of absurdism. So... It kind of goes into Kafka. It goes a little bit into some of McCarthy. It goes into Lovecraft. Murakami is absolutely absurdism. It goes into Murakami. It's absurdism is as it sounds. It is absurd. It is fucking theatrical. It is wild and crazy. And to some extent, it doesn't really make sense. Ooh, the The Mr. Sisyphus. Okay, I know these strictly because of the covers. Yeah, he also wrote The Rebel. Uh, Regardless, he he wrote a lot of really good influential shit. The Plague isn't what I expected it to be. I expected it to be really, really philosophical, but it's just a literal plague. And, like, how people handle that. But it was still like a really good book. The Stranger, though. 10 out of 10. Phenomenal book. Very short. Very concise. Just a man hanging out. About to get killed. In jail. He's in jail. More to the pile. Always. Always more. Because after attending his mother's funeral, he kills someone. And then, like, shit goes on. And he's just talking about it. It's a really good book. Mm. He, phenomenal author. Very influential, very important to the style of book that I like to read. He created absurdism. I fucking love reading absurdism. And he's a philosopher. So, for the same reason Orwell's up there, you know, he, there's a meaning to the books. That's hugely important in literature. You can read literature and it can be boring, and it can be a little dry, but if it has, like, impact and depth, then it matters. hmm Absolutely. Honorable mentions? Um, fucking Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas guy. I think y'all covered everything that I, wanna, uh, Don, that I wanted to bring up. Don Delio. White Noise. Underworld. Uh, Jose Saramago. Hunter S. Thompson. 
Hunter S. Thompson, T.S. Eliot, uh, Isaac Asimov. Isaac Asimov. Uh, the dude who wrote fucking Blade Runner. Philip K. Dick. Yep. Upton Sinclair. Very influential. With uh, writing about the Chicago meat packing industry. The jungle. Oh, mm, the jungle. Yep. Philip Roth. Uh, fucking Saul Bellow. Writing Herzog and shit. Uh, John Fowles. Oh yeah, he sh- fucking he should have made my list. The Magus, the Magus, the Magus, and absurdism. the Collector. The Magus is a super absurdism. That book is fucking wild. Yeah, and I love it. I fucking love it. That's a mind fucking a half. That book is insane. This list is so. It was so difficult. There's like twenty five phenomenal authors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a bunch that are still, like, potential for the list, but maybe not quite as phenomenal. I don't know, dude. Books are fun. I like books. I like reading. I like reading. Books are good. But, we've been talking for a long time. Yeah, today especially. Today that extra especially. Okay. Well, as usual, then. You can find us at, on, at, this is why you're wrong, at yahoo.com. Email us. Any information, shit, lists. Anything. Whatever. Anything. All of it. You just want to talk. Email us. We probably won't respond if it's just garbage, but, you know. Nah, you that, I disagree. Us. If you said, I'll probably, I'm more likely to respond, respond if you send me garbage than if you send me, like, a list. Tell you me can, about, like, a cat or something. <laughs> you can tweet at us. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at This Is Why You're Wrong One. You can tweet at me at Double Owls. You can tweet at me at phnov One. You can tweet at me at Zero Four Seventeen. Okay, and next week we're talking again about super specific things in media. We're talking about TV shows, but not just any TV shows. We're talking specifically about live action regular old TV shows. No cartoons, no anime, whatever. And it has to be TV shows that we've watched. Yep. We're not going to evaluate and rate a bunch of good TV shows that we've been told we should watch, but we haven't ever gotten around to it. We're doing this because some of these fucking TV shows are long as shit. So I can't just like go watch a bunch of shit in preparation for this list. It'll take me forever. Boy, Me- Boy Meets World is definitely going to be on there because Topanga's fucking hot. And it's a live action TV show that I've seen. We'll talk about it though. Catch you guys next week. Doses.